Canalis 2024 MSP Crystal Ball. Spoiler, no Wi-Fi miracles. And Lockbit Ransomware Gang is back on tour. Google and Reddit are getting into harvesting your data. All this and much more on today's episode of MSP Dispatch. This episode is presented by OIT VoIP. Enhance your client's communication abilities with our VoIP solution, featuring integrated billing, on-demand training, and live U.S. support. Collaborate seamlessly with Microsoft Teams integration and put your entire phone system in your pocket with MobileX. Improve your offerings and increase profitability with reliable service for one-tenth of the average MSP acquisition cost. To learn more, visit OIT.co or dial 844-CALL-OIT. Good morning, and welcome to the February 27th episode of MSP Dispatch, your source for news, community events, and commentary in the MSP channel. My name is Tony Francisco, and I'm joined by my amazing host, co-host, fabuloso Ray, Ray Orsini. How are you doing, Ray? How was your weekend? I'm good, dude. I uh, had a great weekend. I'm back in the office, changing stuff up and, you know, breaking things as, as I want to do. And... Uh, changed up my lighting and I completely hate it because I'm a total prima donna, but, but we have right of boom next week. So I'm very excited to go to right of boom Vegas and then come Vegas and then, mm -hmm. uh, comp Tia CCF, uh, yes. and then, uh, enterprise connect. And then I might go see my family after, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Here's a question for you. When you're gone for, let's say, um, two days, possibly three, the Amazon boxes that pile up on your front door, is it difficult to get into your house, uh, with, Amazon delivering that much to your door if you're gone for two days. So I feel like you're already <laughs> judging me. And then if I give the actual so answer, judged. <laughs> if so I give the actual answer, I feel like it's, I'm going to be judged worse. So A, I have Amazon key so they can put packages directly in my garage. Oh my gosh. B, <laughs> really, this isn't helping. And the ones that go to the office, I have staff at the office that are that have instructions to open and let me know whatever comes in uh, not say, to say that see, i don't also i i have currently installing a conveyor belt that now just takes it all the way to the back of the house where it should go <laughs> <laughs> fedex may or may not have a route just for me i'm just saying <laughs> and it's not like i stop ordering stuff while i'm at a conference like i've had stuff delivered to the hotel so i was with you at a conference when you said hey what is that and i'm like pretty cool huh and you're like hold on ordered and i was like <laughs> <laughs> That's the story of how I got my earbuds uh, from Mike Riggs. Oh my gosh, that is too funny. That's too funny. Hey, the one thing I can say is that it's very predictable that you're going to get stuff from Amazon. Yep. But there's some other people that have predictions as well. And you know what we should probably talk about? Some news. Oh, let's get into it, man. That's right, Tony. Hocus Pocus and 10 more predictions for MSPs in 2024. This is an article written by Robin Odie for Canalis. According to a Canalis report, the managed services market is set for a significant growth in 2024. Insights suggest a 12% revenue surge driven by cybersecurity, cloud infrastructure, and compliance demands, with over 50% of MSPs embracing an ecosystem model. Generative AI adoption by 33% of MSPs and a surge in MDR services are also anticipated. Additionally, M&A activity is expected to rebound by 50%, with cybersecurity and AI emerging as primary growth areas. 
Canalis highlighted the evolving MSP model, emphasizing collaboration among partners, vendors, and customers to improve outcomes. Yet, despite these opportunities, MSPs face challenges such as new customer acquisition, staff upskilling, and budget management. Tony, the, this is good, right? 50% of M&A is back, or maybe that's bad. Cybersecurity, AI, good. Are there any surprises here? I, I love the messaging here. I think the messaging is clear. Um, don't know the actual reasoning, speculative, but hey, interest rates are dropping, money's cheaper. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to take the money. We're going to start buying MSPs, which is great. Oh, by the way, we're buying MSPs because we know that there's a 50% uh, growth in embracing that MSP ecosystem model. Oh, by the way, uh, managed service cybersecurity is going to go up double digits. AI is going to go up 33%. Everything's going to happen. Oh, by the way, the one thing that's stopping all of you from doing anything is, um, what's that called? Oh yeah, managing your customers. Uh, we got to figure that part out. I I love how all this amazing news. By the way, there's this massive, massive load right there, and this one little keystone to an avalanche of opportunity, sales, revenue, profit for winning for everyone is all about managing those customer acquisition components, the customer management component, the uh, how do you uh, uh, upskill your staff which I mean, yeah. which is fascinating. Um, I think Wes Spencer uh, and our friends, Alex Farling, Wes Spencer may have some some good things coming down the pipe with that. Uh, but there's so many problems that are so small that are stopping this massive tsunami of business that's coming ahead of us. I'm hearing good things. What about you? I, I love this. If I'm an MSP that's just starting out vis-a-vis -vis all the Reddit threads every month, I'm an MSP. How should I do my business? Well, they just gave you a roadmap, right? Focus on cybersecurity, focus on compliance, add some AI into the mix, figure out how to support an ecosystem, right? Don't just do your core set of products, but make sure you know how to facilitate others. Doesn't mean you need to be a subject matter expert, just means you need to be a bit of a project manager. And that should be something MSPs are familiar with. So thank you, Canalis, for giving a roadmap of how to make money. And, and if you hit it out of the park, this is what's going to make you attractive for sell. I'm pointing to my script because you guys can see what I'm pointing at. But, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but Canalis is giving a roadmap saying this is what to do. And if you do these things, you probably stand a good chance of getting acquired. Uh, and if that's your exit strategy, you can do it pretty damn quick because everybody's still catching up, right? Compliance is a moving target. There's tons and tons of MSPs that have no idea what to do with compliance. And there's still much less AI, right? We still see the MFA threads. We still see the password threads. We still see um, there was a poor gentleman uh, who posted that. I don't think they understood that their screen connect instance had been um, had been attacked <laughs> successfully, but uh, we redirected him to CompTIA's uh, resources um, for the emergency response team. But I'm saying. That's the competition that's still out there. Yes, there's the giant players, of course, but if you're just entering MSP space, you're not competing against the giants. You're competing against the other MSPs in the space. And reading an article like this, planning off that kind of article, that gives you the flexibility to just build something profitable and right from day one, and will give you a step up above every single one of your other competitors. That's a win to me. You know what else is a win, Tony? I love when... Yes, stuff goes up, stuff goes down, but our emergency response teams, our fire departments, our um, 
search and rescue, our police departments never, ever, ever go down. We can rely on them 24 seven because they're never disrupted, right? No. Well, kind of, Ray. In my first story from bleepingcomputer.com, LockBit ransomware returns after restoring servers after disrupting police. Less than a week after Operation Kronos took down 34 servers, LockBit ransomware resumed its operations, posing a bigger threat to the government sector and prompting a new review of security measures. LockBit immediately confirmed the breach, attributing it to five years of neglect in security measures. Additionally, the gang admitted to personal neglect in updating the PHP servers, which is likely the cause of the hack of the main servers running 8.1.2 by the critical vulnerability CVE 20023324. To regain affiliates' trust, LockBit has strengthened its security by decentralizing operations, upgrading measures, and manually releasing decryptors. The gang also plans to host affiliate panels on multiple servers and grant access based on trust levels further reducing hacking risks. Despite LockBit's effort at damage control, affiliates may still have doubts following the gang's recent setback. So, Ray, I have so many questions for you. I'm gonna start off with this one first and foremost. Have you had to deal with a ransomware issue? Never. Oh my gosh, never. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've talked about it in 2012 where I still have leftover Bitcoin from a client that got uh, ransomware. And- oh, <laughs> leftover Bitcoin. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Um, so yeah. in all seriousness, you understand the, what is it, over 60% of SMBs, if they are attacked by ransomware, they just, they, that's it, they're done. They're just done. Yeah. And, and I think that's a pretty well-known statistic at this point. Um, ransomware is terrifying to everyone. And the thought of it actually going into a single, let alone multiple, let alone, you know, we're talking uh, city, county, state, national, global level ransomware is more than disruptive. Um, It could literally bring down an entire economy for lack of a better way of saying it. What are your thoughts on ransomware, LockBit? They're back and engage. They have affiliate panels now. Um, Are they becoming an entirely new channel, which is the dark side for lack of a better term? Um, Keep keep me honest on this, educate everyone. What are your thoughts on this? Because this is an absolutely terrifying subject for me. I, think just like the Canala story was a was a roadmap for MSPs how to handle you know what business initiatives they should be doing I would say Lockbit is an excellent example on how to have disaster resilience for your company um, coming back after a global event where one week later they're up and running I don't know any MSP that could take a global hit like that I don't know. This is the part I don't understand. Like my brain can't make the connection of how did you do that? And is it actually done? Is this, is this, is this a faux? This, this, this kills me because they put out an RFO for God's sakes. They put out a reason for outage. They said, our security has been less than stellar for the past five years. We were out of date. Right. But they owned up to it. They were transparent. And then they made actions to regain the trust of their affiliates. For God's sakes, that's Cloudflare worthy RFO, right? Like that. 
like five years. They literally say personal neglect to PHP servers. First off, if you have a PHP server and there's any neglect, if you're not looking at that every 16, 17 minutes, there's neglect going on. Five years? Somebody's WordPress just got popped right now. Oh, <laughs> and, again. <laughs> and again. And again. And again. And again. <laughs> I, I am, but, but the fact, so, so, so here's where I'm going with this. Not only is LockBit, have they been hacked by ransomware, which is so traumatic to everyone. They have got out of it. They've recovered. They have said, hey, listen, we've taken care of the items that contribute to this. Mia culpa. So three parts of the apology, sincere apology. What can I do to make it better? And here's what I'm doing so it doesn't happen again. Okay. I think they're actually addressing all three of those right here. And I'm wondering, is this the future? Are they creating a, if you are hacked, compromised, this is what you need to follow. Is that, is that acceptable to you? I mean, yeah. As far as a business? Yeah. Kinda, I, if that's one of my vendors, I, I kind of like it. Scenario. I, I kind of like it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to like it. Bad guys, bad, bad guys. But at the same time, like I'm waiting for this Harvard or MIT class. I'm waiting for this Harvard Harvard Business School class later on of I used to run a ransomware gang. This is how we stayed in business. That is an amazing exercise in business management. I want to see that course. Uh, Kevin like Mitnick taught at uh, MIT, rest in peace, but he taught at MIT. I, I don't see why someone couldn't go over to Harvard and do the same. And, and I say Harvard because they open their classes up online so you can attend without attending. So yeah. That is amazing. Okay, so I, I, we could talk about this for a long time, uh, but we'll talk about something good. Uh, gardening, farming, harvesting is good. Harvesting is really good. Right? Sometimes. Yes, Tony, harvesting is good sometimes, uh, but we're not talking about Farmville people. We're talking about Reddit. In this last major story, Reddit IPO finally official, an AI data harvesting deal that had Tony and I confounded was with Google. And this is in a story on 9to5Mac written by Ben Lovejoy. The Reddit IPO is finally official and set to debut on the New York Stock Exchange under the symbol RDDT. Alongside this announcement, the company disclosed its $60 million per year deal with Google, sharing user-generated content for AI training purposes. Furthermore, Reddit's SEC filing revealed $804 million in annual sales for 2023, marking a 20% increase from the previous year. Despite these gains, the company has consistently incurred net losses since it started. The filing also hints at a directed share program for Redditors, potentially extending IPO participation to non-employed moderators and prolific users based on criteria like Reddit Karma. While the exact date of the IPO remains undisclosed, it is expected to occur in March. Okay, Tony, you and I were completely lost at the fact that they didn't say who the partner was. I went as far to say $68 million was, anonymously. And you were like, you and I are like, what is happening? What well, is happening? Cause we both came, I, I did bring up the point, but we both agreed to it that if it was somebody of note, they would have announced it with the release. Otherwise, what's the point of the press release? And now it's Google. So knowing it's Google consuming all the Reddit data, is that a good or a bad thing? 
Okay, so let's let's talk about this with everyone. Uh, so right now, everyone, I know you have never heard this topic before. Focus, focus, focus. AI. I know you haven't heard about it. It's never been mentioned, but we're going to talk about it. And this is very important. So what we have, just to be clear, ChatGPT, which is owned by OpenAI. ChatGPT is, let's just call it the large language model, the text base. Then you have Wally, Dolly. Then you have Sora, which was just released that covers the And So now we're talking about pictures, we're talking about video. So let's talk about ChatGPT. All that, by the way, assembles like an Autobot to something amazing we haven't even touched on. OpenAI, ChatGPT. Then we have uh, uh, Claude, which is Anthropic. Then we have Twitter, now X, which makes Gronk. That one scares me because it's it's learning, it's large language model learning process is based off of real-time conversations in Twitter. And that is impressive. Very difficult to duplicate. That to me is gold right there. That is data harvesting at its best. Then you have Google and Google opens up Gemini, which means its large language model is going to be learning from everything that Google has access to. Oh, wow. But you know what it doesn't have access to? All the components that Gronk has access to, which is the real-time Twitter. But now it has access to Reddit, which is the real-time conversation. That is a winning combination. That is absolutely terrifying to me because of the processing power that Google has, the, uh, the, the, the research history, the archives on top of the real time. But I'm just explaining that to everyone, which is now where I pass the microphone back over to Ray and say, Ray, what history do you have with Reddit? I think everyone should know. Never use a platform. Don't know what it's for. <laughs> no, I, I, so I'm looking here and I did get an invite to the DSP program, which is the Redditor, let me see, what do they call it? The DSP, Directed Share Program, invites eligible users and moderators who have contributed to Reddit to participate in our IPO. And apparently it's gonna be available in a few weeks post IPO. So that's interesting. Um, not sure if I'm gonna partake or not, uh, but yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting that I got it. Can you I tell me what your your experience with Reddit so everyone understands how engaged and involved with this you are, and and oh, frankly, sorry. if and put and put your opinion about this data harvesting and the impact it's going to have with OpenAI, or I'm sorry, with the uh, the uh, Gronk AI model um, and the large language model that they're using, because you may have a different opinion, but I believe that your pedigree will speak volumes. So I used to be a janitor. I read it. No, um, I'm a moderator of RMSP. Uh, <laughs> not much difference. Not much difference there. <laughs> not much way. difference. Yeah. Not much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do a little bit of bleach. A little bit of bleach. Hopefully, it doesn't stain permanently. That is being a Reddit moderator. But uh, over at RMSP, I'm a moderator over there, and uh, have been in the group for about six years, uh, and I'm active in multiple other uh, MSP communities. Um, I don't love the amount of scraping that happens. Uh, I don't love the amount of scraping that's going to happen. We talked last week about how certain people are way too public with their information um, and they dox themselves, whether intended or not, but they give up information that can later be used for social engineering or for you know looking for attack vectors. Um, Personally, I think Reddit can do a lot better uh, using AI to kind of filter that information out. We all have tools that looks for that look for social security numbers, credit card numbers, birth dates, blah blah. Uh, using AI already in our for email and for our uh, collaboration tools, I don't see why uh, 
Reddit couldn't implement that as well. They're not going to limit their data and it's less valuable for the data pipe, but you know, it, it would be good ethically. Um, I don't get Google. Google could have just bought Reddit. Um, and I right? doubt it would have taken more money than what they put in on this investment. Um, I don't get it, but it is very clear. Zuck owns the Facebooks and the Instagram feeds, right? You have Elon with his Twitter feed, and now you have Google with the Reddit stuff, and they already own YouTube and the other properties. Uh, I don't know if Orkut still lives on. I don't think so. I think just in like 14 people in Brazil. But um, but this is quickly becoming the thing we've said over and over and over again. The winners here are going to be the people who own the data. Um, so just be curious who you're paying your taxes to. Are you paying your taxes to Google? Are you paying your taxes to Musk? Are you paying your taxes to Zuckerberg? Think about that. Let us know in the comments below. Way over time, and I apologize, but I this is one of my soapboxes. Uh, Tony, save us from it. Save us from this, dude. We got some notables. <laughs> we got some notice, notables, and I, I we could talk about this for days. I'm certain we're going to get some MSPs commenting on this, like, well, what should we worry about? Like, how, what what large language models? And this is that's the conversation we would love to hear. We'd love to hear that on disc on the Discord. We've got we got we even have the phone call, which is amazing. You have a phone number. We'll talk about the end of the show. Let's get into this those notables. <laughs> Let's go talk about notables. <laughs> Going in to kill my first notable mention, no pun intended, from TechCrunch.com, Google is killing Gmail's basic HTML view, but not Gmail, in 2024. After rumors of Google's sunsetting Gmail went viral earlier this year, Google has announced that Gmail's basic HTML view will be discontinued and users will be automatically transitioned to the standard view. The basic HTML view, favored for its simplicity, lacked features like chat and spell checker, but was handy for low connectivity situations. Google's recent focus on AI-powered enhancements for Gmail, like Duet AI feature for email composition and integration with BARD chatbots for historical email queries, represents its ongoing effort to modernize its service. Jumping on my second notable mention from TheVerge.com, Avast is fined $16.5 million for privacy software that actually sold users' browsing data. The Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, has revealed that Avast, a cybersecurity firm, faces a $16.5 million fine for unlawfully storing and selling user data. The company allegedly harvested browsing data without consent from 2014 to 2020, including sensitive information on religion, health, politics, and finances. Despite claims of anonymity, Avast data sold with unique identifiers compromise users' privacy by revealing browsing history, device details, and location. The FTC's order mandates Avast to cease deceptive practices, delete unlawfully obtained data, and inform affected users. Avast spokesperson Jess Mani confirmed their dedication to protecting the users' digital lives, and while they disagree with the FTC's claims, they're glad to settle and continue serving their customers worldwide. In my first notable mention, Google Pay app is shutting down in the U.S. later this year in a story written by Steve Dent for Engadget. Google Pay will shut down in the United States on June 4th, 2024. While the app will continue to operate in Singapore and India to address specific regional needs, features such as peer-to-peer -peer payments and balance management will be phased out. However, users can still transfer remaining balances to bank accounts via the Google Pay website. With its expanded functionalities beyond payments, Google Wallet will remain the primary platform offering services like storing IDs and virtual car keys. 
Despite Google's evolving payment ecosystem over the years, Google Wallet remains central to its strategy. In my second notable mention, zero-click Apple shortcuts vulnerability allows silent data theft. Written by Nathan Eddy for Dark Reading. Bitdefender researchers have discovered a critical vulnerability in Apple shortcuts, allowing attackers to access device data without user permission. Rated 7.5 out of 10 in severity, CVE 20242320 allows malicious shortcuts to seal sensitive data without detection by bypassing Apple security measures and requires no privileges for remote exploitation. And devices running versions before macOS Sonoma 14.3, iOS 17.3, and iPad OS 17.3 are at risk. Apple has already released a patch and is urging users to update promptly. In our resource of the week, 17 tips to take your ChatGPT prompts to the next level. Written by David Neald for Wired. Learn how to elevate ChatGPT prompts with these 17 tips. Explore ways to maximize the potential of AI tools like ChatGPT from generating responses in tabular form to setting limits on answers. As always, the link will be in the show notes below. There are plenty of amazing upcoming events taking place across the community, so let's see what's happening this week. Later today at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, CyberWise employees how to stay safe online presented by Finn. And then tomorrow through Thursday, two in-person events happening, starting with ASCII Edge in Costa Mesa, California, and Channel Pro SMB Summit in Chicago, Illinois. And coming from the MSP Media Network this week we have, tomorrow at 10 a.m., a new episode of AI Roundup, followed up on Thursday at 10 a.m. with a standalone episode of MSP Dispatch. And then, as always, on Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, MSP Community Live will be back for episode 27. March 4th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, a special channel program webinar all about finding new revenue opportunities via automation and process. Featuring Greg Sharp, CEO and founder of Zen Contract, Frank Gurney, channel director of Security Studio, and Tara Rummer, director of community and events at Emmybot, with special guest moderator Ray Orsini, CEO of OIT VoIP and founder of the MSP Media Network. Follow the link in the show notes to save your seat and learn proven strategies to increase your monthly recurring revenue. So how'd you like today's show? If you like it, please hit that thumbs up button. And if you didn't like it, make sure you hit it more times as long as it's an odd number or, you know, I'm talking about. Uh, But if you want to hear more, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on YouTube or your favorite podcatcher. Did you know that we actually have a Discord where we post these stories all week long? You listening to this right now, watching this, can actually post your own stories and vote on which ones we will cover. And we will give you credit if you're okay with that. As our friend Rich Banky says, make sure you tell a friend. Be sure to follow us on social media at MSP Media TV. And if you have any questions, email us, news at mspmedia.tv for answers on the next episode. And if you don't want to deal with any of that, just call us, 833-MSP-NETWORK. Ray, um, yeah, he's calling, he's calling. Uh, Ray, um, I don't think people understand how much fun we actually have here. And it is horrible, horrible. Like I, I'm i supposed to be in a meeting right after this. And I'm going to be now looking at all the stupid stuff that we've been talking about this entire time behind the scenes that we can't even talk about on the show. Then I'm going to look at the important stuff that we actually did talk about on the show. So I can- I, I love that take- we streamline this so you can get off early, so you can go to your meeting and prepare and have your head in the right headspace. 
and then it immediately gets derailed by half a second of free time and it turns into 15 minutes of it was, chaos. Hey, Ray, Ray I got to go. I got to jump in a meeting. I gotta, okay, Tony, Tony, I just want to show you this one thing. 20 minutes later. Yeah. Dude. Because <laughs> we're not responsible adults would be like, oh, thanks. I'll write it down. I'll get to it later. No, no. We need to look at it right now for that dopamine hit. Um, Take it home, Ray. Everybody, you know what, everybody? You are our dopamine hit. Us getting together and having fun. We thank you for watching it and making this all possible. Thank you so much. And until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Be safe, everyone. This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network. According to a Canalis report, the managed services market is set for oh, me. Less than a week after operations. Oh, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna, I, <laughs> me. Uh, you sound like me, dude. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go from the. I'm gonna go from the top again. I'm gonna go from the top.